what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Gentlemen, welcome to Volume 4, Episode 1 of the new and improved Fantasy Formula, your one-stop shop for all of your fantasy football news and Las Vegas inside information. After a one-year hiatus, we find our fantasy heroes back in the saddle again, preparing to provide our lovely listeners with the tools, research, and confidence to bust up your bookie and humiliate your fellow league members. Sitting to my right, a DDAH founding father and winner of one championship ring. Is that right? Two championship rings. He's been a guest host many times, but now he sits in the big chair as the Fantasy Formula's new co-host. He's the real estate renegade to sell your house in a minute before the buyer even been up in it. He's the I played college b-ball, but I ain't got to brag, y'all. He's the one, the only, Hank, the Shark Tank Imer. Oh, (laughs) that was nice. That was nice. Hey, that was a lot of review right there, brother. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yes, glad to have you. (laughs) And manning the main microphone, just leave this man alone. He don't need to wear cologne because he's sweet as an ice cream cone. He's Chad, (laughs) the hitman. There we go. We're back. We're back, baby. We're back. How you doing today? Oh, my gosh. I could not be any more pumped about sitting in this seat. Across from you, yes, sir. getting ready to talk about what we're getting ready to talk about. Well, it's good to see you too, buddy. And to our listeners, our loyal listeners who had to go a year without us, um, I know it's been tough on y'all, but guys, we had to hold out. What we had to do, you know, before the Fantasy Formula, we were just getting started. You know, we were making our way slowly but surely. We were kind of cramped in this dark little dungeon of a closet, and they had us, you know, in a corner. But we held out, and guess what now, boys? We live in the high life. We up in the penthouse, the biggest building in Hickory, North Carolina, six stories tall, drinking champagne with popping bubbly up in here. Top floor. Top floor. Top floor. So if you need a water, if you need a bag of Cheetos, okay. this is all we got to do. I- and they'll bring it in to us because, you know, they know that we're valuable to the Mesh Network. So, Hank, we're here. I, hey, I, we're back. It took me a while to find it. It's up. It's hidden. It's, <laughs> yes, hidden. it's hidden. Lock and key. You have to use that special key card. That key I card. Yes. Key card. They had that retina scanner. Yeah. Second door was retina scanner. But Only hey, it's impressive. I love the new digs. Yeah. It's cool pretty sweet in here. Very it cool. Very cool. We are missing one important piece to the fantasy formula. Absolutely. Um, you know they. I'm, I'm referring to Addison Fox. You know, he was here for four years, and he'll always be in our heart, and he'll always be in our soul. But he caught something, Hank. I don't know if you heard about this. It's terrible I'm, news. I'm worried already. Yeah, um, it was called the fantasy flu. And oh. what happened? Oh, God. I've seen it once he before. He finished. 
<laughs> he finished last place three years in a row. Oh. And, you know, <laughs> we, I can't hold back my tears. Yes, we just could not have him back on the show. But anyway, he will be a guest host once he you know takes his medicine sure. and gets that last place, that fantasy flu out of his system. He will be back to check us out and, and talk to our listeners. Let's get it out again. of here, though. I exactly. don't want to catch it. We don't want to contaminate this building. No, thank you. No, no thank, thank you. you. Exactly. So, Hank, we're back, buddy. And, um, you know, it, it's it, like I mentioned, it's good seeing you here. There's a lot of things to look forward to. Got the summertime, some other wonderful things that maybe you were talking to me before the show started. What do you love about this time of oh, the year? I'll tell you, it's magical. First of all, you're getting away from summer and really starting to feel like football's coming towards you. Yeah. You know? So at this time of year, we've got baseball, a lot of games, if you're a fan or not. Uh, it's starting to get a little bit uh, – you're waiting for a new season, right? They call it the dog days of summer for a reason. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. But, you know, it, as you're starting to walk towards football season, fantasy has made it something special. Not only are you anticipating your draft, but there's some other homework that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Okay? And trying to put this into a tw- 24-hour day is really tough. You're going to lose sleep. You're going to lose time. Friendship could be hurt by this. Possibly a wife. I mean, she might say, forget this. You, you're looking at your computer 18 hours a day trying to get this fantasy research. Right. How about me, darling? How, about, how some, about me, darling? How about me time? I get it. But we are packing our days full. And they're only going to get worse, okay? Right now, I'm trying to watch the Olympics. I'm trying, you know, it, uh, you know, you got work, kids, everything involved. Now, probably one of the more important events of the year is right around the corner, okay? You have to do research. I, I couldn't even relax at the beach, Chad. I couldn't even relax at the beach. I had to do research sure. because I know everybody in our league is doing research. Absolutely. Right? So as an owner, you have to be prepared for the draft, yes. correct? And that's in a multiple facets okay some people just like to come in grab a magazine make their pick i i, I feel sorry for those people yeah I those really people finish last time <laughs> they do they finish last they get the flu they do <laughs> they get the flu okay so when you're going into this you not only have to prepare for what's coming around in the next round but really you have to set a mindset like get your mind around who your team is okay and it starts with your name it's very important. It is. It starts with your name. Yes. And some people ride the same name every year. I won't have it. I don't tolerate it because it, they're not putting any time in. Right. Okay. Let's get creative, folks. Okay. Let's make T-shirts. How about a hat? <laughs> Maybe a magnet. I don't Wonderful. know for your call. Beer koozies? That's, hey, that's How a about thought. a flag? A simple flag. I think flags are awesome. Yes. I think they're great. But... I do feel like people should do a little bit more to represent the team. When you click to open your fantasy team, you should feel like you're at home. Yes. You should. And your name is the first part of that. Mm. Okay? It's like an address. It's like a front door. It's beautiful. It is. So I feel like this year, moving forward, and everybody listening to this podcast, let's take a few seconds before we walk into that draft. Let's get creative. And let's pick a team name that's going to work. Okay? You don't have to go to the extent of Fantasy Nostradamus. Okay? I mean, he, he was a genius. He picked what place everybody was going to finish that year and provided shirts with old pictures on them provided by people in their past. 
But one of the fun, let me add this one of the finest drafts we ever had. It, it was a good because draft. of the creativity. It was a good draft. Yes. But I don't expect people to go to that kind of level, mm-hmm. but just come in ready to make a difference. Even if it's a song you want to play as your intro song as you walk up to place your team name and your first pick on the board. Simple as that. Right. You know? You don't have to hire a celebrity to come in and do your first pick, but let's have something ready. Sure. Maybe some face paint. I don't know. Let's get crazy. <laughs> let's do something that's a little bit off. Then your mind's going to be ready. Then you're going to find yourself in the ring of champions. Yes. And that's where you want to be, in the ring of champions. <laughs> that was impressive. Thank you. But I, I'm with you, man. This time of year is magical. And I think everybody – and we have a great league. I yes. will say that. We've got some great people in our league. And I feel like everybody – their year is highlighted right here. And if you don't have a league that you don't have that kind of buy-in, that's your first mistake. you got to find buddies that are going to put as much sweat, mm-hmm. tears, and energy, regardless of how terrible their teams are, right, right. into it. So that maybe one day they'll be in the ring of champions. Maybe one year they're going to be up there. The more you put in, the more you get out, ladies and gentlemen. And, you know, as Hank mentioned, it's the creativity. It's the fun. That's what makes the draft wonderful. That Sometimes you don't get to see your boys that are in your league maybe once or twice a year. Make it count. Do those things to make it memorable. Let the fantasy formula, let us drop the knowledge for you week, week in and week out to tell you maybe – who to look for, who's injured, what sleeper to grab off your waiver wire. But for the draft, you guys come up with some creative ideas and make it something worthwhile. Hey. Hey. That was beautiful. Wow. That was well done. That's how you get back into the saddle, the fantasy formula. Great first segment, Hank. Let's move on to the second one. Well done. Let's move. All right, this next thing. Guys, um, as many of you know, we got some listeners from Raleigh. I've got a league in Raleigh, a couple in Hickory. And I don't know if you guys remember, but we had some, we had some loyal listeners in China before. We had some in Vietnam, all over the place. International. International, yeah. This show is going international. You can actually download load us on iTunes, and we'll give you some more of that information a little bit later on. But um, if anybody remembers me, I had a couple draft strategies that I would depend on year in and year out. And, you know, for the late 90s, early 2000s, they worked really well, Hank. But it's not the late 90s anymore. Oh, no. It's not even the early 2000s. What, what year is it, Hank? <laughs> I believe it's 2016. I think I'm about 14 years behind the time. So if you'll give me a second, I'm going to get my keys out and pry into my treasure chest of old draft strategies. Oh, those are that is old. Look into this chest here, uh, Hank. I'm going to pull out a couple draft strategies that I used to focus on back in the day. First, let me undo this scroll. I don't know if, oh, there it comes. Okay, let me knock the cobwebs off. Okay, Hank, the first draft strategy I'm talking about, I used to draft running backs. I would draft them first round, second round, third round. I would take as many running backs as possible because I used to believe that as long as you were deep when running backs, you were going to be set to make the playoffs and hopefully make a run in, you know, to the Super Bowl. Sure. Those strategies, Hank, they passed us. What's replaced them? Well, they have passed us. And any good, knowledgeable fantasy owner will see that. But you'll still see it in your leagues. We're going to see somebody, and I'm pretty sure I know what spot he's in mm-hmm. in our draft. I know that guy. And he is going to take three in a row. He will. 
Mark our words after our draft. You will have me come in here, and I will tell you that person's name, and he will do that. Yes. So with that being said, I'm with you. There, there, it has changed. The NFL has changed. Running backs are not getting the ball as much as they used to. They're not as dependable as they once were. And other positions are scoring fantasy points a lot easier, and they're more dependable. So this year, like you know, the top three p- players could be wide receivers. Yes. Last year we saw quarterbacks going in the first five picks. So has it changed? Absolutely. Absolutely. The new strategy, I think, is best fantasy player is who you pick. If you can pick three receivers first or a running back, a receiver, and a quarterback, you have to go. You cannot strategize. This is the position I'm going after. Right. Let me add something to that. I agree. It's a wide receivers game right now. Running backs getting pushed a little bit back because, you know, as you mentioned, the, the NFL just doesn't run their offense through running backs. It's like more running back by committee. You have sure. a third down back that comes in, so you can't focus. Uh, on the running backs as much. But when I go back into this treasure chest and pull my other old strategy, it was quarterbacks get one early. Well, forget about it, dude. The quarterbacks in 2016 for your fantasy teams, they are deep. Real deep. Where before, you know, a Peyton would go number one overall or Drew Brees number five, Aaron Rodgers seven. Well, now, first quarterback – you might get one or two in the first round, maybe straggling into the second, but your Drew Brees might go in the fourth or fifth. Ben Roethlisberger, seventh. You know, Andrew Luck, fourth. You've got Max Eli Eli in the tenth or eleventh. Right. So, guys, the days of drafting quarterbacks early, be patient. I know it'll stress the hell out of you because you're like, oh, my gosh, there goes Cam off the board in the second. Right. Aaron Rodgers right after him. Be cool. Chill. Just be cool. Right. Load up on your wide receivers, the best availables. As Hank mentioned earlier, the best available, but not quarterback. Just no. wait a little bit. Absolutely. It'll fall to you. Absolutely. And if you look, you know, still the Tyrod Taylors, yeah. the, you know, they're still falling deep. And they were some of the right. best quarterbacks of the year last Fantasy year. Fantasy quarterbacks, of course. Oh, and we're not ready to talk about sleepers, but while we're talking about it, let's think about this. So, Kirk Cousins – he plays for the Washington Redskins. He had a pretty good year last year, you know, enough right. to give him the franchise tag. He's got weapons galore, right? He's got weapons galore. Dude, he's not even getting drafted until, like, maybe – he's like the 10th tenth tenth round. round. Right. 10th round. So, you can get some productivity with your quarterback late round. So, I'm glad we talked about that. I Next. Too. All right. Another strategy, and I never implemented this draft strategy when I was actually doing well in the late 90s, early 2000s, but tight ends, I was never a real big tight end guy. And you know what? Guess what? This year I'm not going to be a big tight end guy either anyway. So if you don't get Gronk in the first round or late second, it might be smart to wait on your tight ends as well. You've got your second tight end off the board. I think it's Jordan Reed or Greg Olson, right? right. He's, they're falling into rounds. Four or five. Four or five? Right. I'm probably not even going to go four or five for those guys. I'm going to get some more value with my wide receivers and maybe another running back. I'm going to try to grab my tight end a little bit late. You'll know this guy, Hank. His name is Ebron from Detroit. He's an yep. old Carolina Tar Heel, right? They're saying he's having a wonderful camp. This is third year in the league. Tight ends normally flourish third to fourth year. This could be his, his year, and he's not even getting drafted in 15 rounds. You know, he's being able to be picked up on the waiver wire. So maybe you wait on a tight end as late as round 14, or you pick one up on the waiver wire. Who knows? But what I'm telling you is you don't need one early. Right. 
Uh, and lastly, this has been a rule that we've stuck to, a draft strategy that Hank and I have uh, adhered to for many, many moons now. So we wait on our deep. I'll, I'll speak to me. Hank, you might gra- grab your defenses a little early, but I always wait to my defense to almost the second to third last round is what I'll do. Right. And then always, 99.9% of the time, I'm grabbing my kicker the last round or I won't even draft one. I'll just pick one up off waiver wires before the season starts. Right. It, no, it, it makes me smile. To see somebody take Seattle in the ninth, eighth, ninth round. Sure. Because, I mean, they're going to be great, and they're going to give them a couple of points more than, you know, whatever defense I go with is. But to be completely honest, it, it's going to allow people it, – it does start a feeding frenzy when somebody picks that right. defense. And then next thing you know, it's you know it's Denver, Seattle, Arizona. You know, they start going down that road, and it leaves maybe that wide receiver, that fourth wide receiver that's maybe a rookie, a sleeper, that you can slide on your team. Mm-hmm. I'm the same way. If you can pick your defense up, maybe I, – I even like the last pick because, sure. you know, you have a couple of weeks before the season starts. Do not – I don't pick up a kicker. Right. Let – Let's figure out if any of these first round dra- or these draft picks get hurt. Sure. You may be able to drop one. Let's see, you know, if somebody gets arrested or, you know, whatever it is. Let's figure that out. Drop them, then pick up a kicker. Absolutely. Because think about this. Just I'm looking at the average draft, you know, the ADP right now. And so, would you rather have to, like a wild card on a Devin Funches, right? Let's say in the ninth or tenth round or Seattle's D. You're going to take a wild card on a on a skilled player all day because you can get the same value, maybe not as good as Seattle's D, right. but maybe just a notch below five rounds later. And you're grabbing the Devin Funchesses. You're grabbing the, uh, let's see who else, the Shane Vereens, the Theo Reddicks. You're getting that value in those late rounds. Alfred Morris. Alfred Morris's, exactly. Or some of the rookie running backs that are all spread all over the teams this year. So, yes, man, hey. That's Draft Strategy 101. We reached back into our old treasure chest. We found some old strategies that we're putting away. You know what? I might just burn these old scrolls. They're not going to work again. Not again. We'll keep these new ones. So, guys, remember, it's a wide receiver game these days. Running backs being pushed further and further back. Quarterbacks are deep. Try to grab them late. Even after the fifth or sixth round, you can still grab value. You don't want the number one tight end. If you don't want Gronk, wait until later to grab your tight ends and defense in the second or last round and kickers in the last round. Good info, All right. Chad. Thank you. Great that info. Was a very nice segment. That was. Um, somebody's got to pay for this high rise penthouse uh, room we're staying in here, Hank. So if you have a few seconds, let's take a break to thank our sponsor and we'll be right back with you. Hi, I'm Alan. I'm Chris. And we're the co-host of Foot Candle Films, a movie review and film discussion show here on TheMesh.TV. Each episode, we talk about some new movies, cover some film news, and have some recommendations. And trust us, we're just as likely to talk about the latest Jim Jarmusch film as we are the newest Transformers installment. Hold on, don't get too crazy. Uh, well, okay, maybe not that bad. But you can find our show and all our episodes on TheMesh.TV. Plus, you can subscribe to get new episodes delivered right to your computer or mobile device. We'll see you in the ticket line. 
right, guys, we are back. Thank you to our wonderful sponsor who helps make this uh, this podcast possible. Hank, what we want to jump into our next segment. Let's look at the top 20 players. We call it ADP. They're the people that are getting drafted in the top 20 slots on average in all of the mock drafts you see on ESPN and Yahoo and CBS Sports. Um, we're going to start at the top. And as you mentioned, or as we talked about our last segment, wide receivers are really starting to take the forefront when it comes to these drafts. As you can tell, the number one slot held by Antonio Brown, followed by Odell Beckham Jr. of the Giants, and then you've got Adrian Peterson on this one at three, but I've seen Julio as high sure. as top three, too. Absolutely. Out of those three, let's say Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham, and Julio Jones, which one do you feel the most comfortable selecting if you had the number one overall slot? Which I do have the number one overall slot. Oh, congratulations. I do have it. Oh, so this is actually... This is this is going to be very therapeutic yeah, for me. Cool. This is going to be uh, right down my alley. Um, so all of the three of them yes. are incredible athletes. They're going to be on, I feel like, Good teams. They've got some weapons around them. Antonio Brown is a special player. And I feel like if his season, especially when Bell comes back Mm -hmm. and gives him a little bit of a cushion out there, as long as Roethlisberger can stay stay healthy, he is going to have a special, special year. So sitting at the number one spot, I think Antonio Brown just is slightly above the other two. Not that uh, if I were in the two or three spot, I'd love to have either yeah, one of these these guys. Sure. But I think you know, anytime you enter a season and you're willing to put your Bentley or a Porsche or a Rolls Royce up against another receiver, you know you're going to have a pretty special year. And I like that confidence, and I'm I feel like I'm going to ride that train. Man, I, I, you can't go wrong there. You know, you said Antonio Brown just slightly above those two. Dude, I think he beats him in a landslide. He's got this. I mean, I'm not saying the other two don't have this heart and this desire, but, you know, Anthony Brown – or I'm sorry, Antonio Brown still playing on this contract. He's not – he's hardly making any money. Right. He's This is the year that he says, Pittsburgh, you can't win without me. Pay up. Right. So he's going to show them what it's all about this year. Antonio Brown, clear-cut number one favorite. So I love that pick from you. If I were to rank them, the three receivers there, I'd go Antonio Brown. I'm going to give that nod to Julio just slightly. The reason Beckham to me – He's a head case, and that helps him. Right. But, dude, I can see him going – you know, remember last year he went butt wild against Josh Norman of the Panthers? It, he should have gotten kicked out of the game. Sure. I think he was suspended again. Anyway, I just don't trust him as much. Right. That's the only thing. Right. Julio, to me, is more professional. Julio's got a lower ceiling – no – yeah, lower ceiling, ceiling, higher floor, where Odell Beckham's got a higher ceiling. Sure. He could reach higher, but I might go for a more, a safer pick. There. Right. I know. I agree with you. And I think that, you know, both of them have very experienced quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, you're not going to get away from there. Both of them have terrible arms, both quarterbacks. So they're not going to show that deep ball just like Roethlisberger will. But I'm with you. Yeah. Beckham is going to make some spectacular catches, but after seeing what, he did in Carolina. Yeah, last year. That, yeah, that'd worry me too. A little worrisome. Uh, let's hit the next few. And granted, guys, we're taking this this data from the ADP. This one specifically, ESPN. So you're going to see a couple running backs in here, and a couple running backs are going to go early. It's kind of like you juggle them up and down, whichever one you pull out a hat you can take. But we've got Adrian Peterson. We're going to say he's in the four hole. Todd Gurley five. Ezekiel Elliott at six. So we've got three running backs back to back to back. 
Give me a little thought on that. Who would you take out of those three? I say if you had the number four pick and the three receivers are gone in front of you. Right. I don't think I can trust Adrian Peterson to to hinge on my my very first pick. I just I, you know he's been he's had several years under his belt. We all know what happens to running backs as they get a little bit older. Sure. He's had injuries before in the past. I don't think he's my guy. The rookie. I know you like him, and. I think there's a lot of weapons, and he could be very successful, but he wouldn't be my guy either. Mm-hmm. I think I'd go with Gurley. I think Gurley's tough. Yeah, I think he wants the ball. I think he's ready to run, and I think his team needs him. Because they ain't got nothing else, nothing. buddy. They've got nothing. nothing. See, that's actually what worries me about him. So if I were to rank him, I know Ezekiel Elliott's going through some stuff right now. He's got a domestic violence, something brought up against him. He's fighting a – an ankle or a hamstring too. So anyway, it started all pretty bad for this cat, right? But if you watch him play at Ohio State, if you've seen Dallas Cowboys offensive line, it's the number one offensive line in all of the NFL. And if you got Ezekiel Elliott at a hundred percent and domestic charges not hanging over his head, <laughs> the dude is going to be a top three back. Right. No doubt. I think he could be the number one back and he's a rookie because I'm with you on AP. AP is a beast. He's been a beast forever. Right. He's getting – it's getting – they're going to focus on him. You know, I, I just can't trust me. He's 31 years old now, I think. So, anyway, he's slowing down. And Todd Gurley, as I mentioned, the Rams are just complete doo-doo. <laughs> They've got Jerry Goff starring from – who are they going to throw to? they got a dude named Brian Quick. they got Kenny Britt, who's been around for – how long has Kenny Britt been around? I, I think he know. played for the Oilers. I think he did. <laughs> I mean, it's, he's been around so long. Tavon Austin, you know, the little man. Hopefully he can do some stuff, but I just can't. Anyway, that's the defenses are going to focus on Todd Gurley. Right. He is awesome. So I would go Ezekiel, Todd Gurley, and then AP. Hey. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, you know um, – What's the show on HBO? Not Hard Knocks. Yeah. Have you been watching? I have not watched this season. Okay, so season or episode one started last week. They're in L.A. They're following the Rams. Oh, wow. So I got to get on that. Oh, you got to watch it. And actually, I think the show is tonight, second episode tonight, but you can catch up. So anyway, very interesting stuff. Jared Goff. All right, let me just give you – I watched the first show. That don't mean I know Jared Goff from Adam, Mm -hmm. but they focus in on him a lot. He's aloof. I don't know if this dude's got it. He's like, people are telling jokes, and he's just sit. He doesn't seem like a leader. Let me just, and as a quarterback in the NFL. Has to be. you got to be a leader. You have to be more than a leader. Yes. You lead by example, and you lead in the locker room. And if some, he just felt like he seemed like he was better than the rest of them. Oh. Watch it. You tell me. You watch it when we talk next. You tell me what you think. Okay. Oh, that that wasn't what I thought you were saying. I, I you know, that. That quarterback has to be able to handle each player and each ego. Sure. And when they walk in those doors, they have to look at him and say, that's my example, right. and he's not going to put up with anything. Right. Well, don't let me get a bad impression, make a bad impression for you. You watch it because he can make every throw. His work ethic seems unparalleled. He stayed out there longer than everybody. That's not the stuff I'm talking about. It's the sideline stuff where he just he wouldn't interact with anybody. Maybe that's just – you know, maybe he's not an extrovert. Maybe he's very introverted. Maybe, you know, he was having a bad day. It just seemed odd. But let's watch. You watch and see, okay? All right. All right, let's keep on going down this list of our top 20 fantasy football, uh, let's say, first and second round dudes. So following pick six, we've got DeAndre Hopkins of the Texans coming in at seven. David Johnson, another running back his sophomore year. Devontae Freeman coming in at nine. We'll go through Des Bryant. Rob Gronkowski at 11, and Le'Veon Bell 
fits the last spot in a twelve round or twelve pick, you know, first round. Let's say, out of that crew, let's start with DeAndre, who I love. I, I, I was going to say the DeAndre. same thing, man. You know, actually, if I was doing this, Hank, I might have DeAndre. One, two, three. I might put him at five or six. I've seen him go as high as four in some of the mocks I've done. Right. So um, I love him too. Yeah. I mean, I think I think he is electric. And if I had that next pick in this in the group of guys that we're talking about right here, I think he is a must get. Yes. Because I, I do feel like as you're starting to get the Devonta Freemans, the uh, Jamal Charles, the Lamar Millers, you start to fall into that second tier. And this is really uh, – Hopkins is really a, a top-level wide receiver, not top, top-level, yep. but he can still hang with those big guys. Sure, sure and so can. I feel like you're getting a better athlete, a better player. you got better potential out of that instead of just a starting running back. You know what else you got? So last year, their quarterback was Brian Hoyer. I'm not saying this Osweiler dude coming from Denver is going to be any better. Who knows? Right. But potentially he should be. Now you got Lamar Miller in their backfield too, the running back. It, so they're going, they're going to have to key a little bit more on the running back. You've got Will Fuller, who was drafted from Notre Dame, who's a burner on the other side. You've got another guy named Jalen Strong, sophomore year, who they drafted in the second round last they got weapons all over the place, dude. Right. And so last year, Hopkins was basically – he had to carry the whole show. Arian Foster got hurt. They had nothing. Now he's got weapons. So yeah. DeAndre, look for a huge year from him. I agree. And, and you know what it, it reminds me of? It reminds me when the Colts brought in T.Y. Hilton. Yeah. Right? And now it helped um, – who was their one receiver when T.Y. came in? Harrison. Yeah. Marvin Harrison. It helped Reggie him. Wayne. Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne. Yes. I'm sorry. Yep. It helped Reggie Wayne, right? And that's what those new guys, those young burners are going to do for Hopkins. Right. I feel like he's up for a big year. Yeah, I, I, I believe so too. I wish because I've got the eighth pick in our draft, which is Saturday, hoping that he might slide. I doubt he will, but I'm hoping for that. Next up, we've got the Devontae Freeman coming off the great year for the Atlanta Falcons, followed by Des Bryant, Rob Gronkowski, and Le'Veon Bell. Out of those four, because we already like DeAndre, DeAndre in that seventh spot, where would you rank the next next few? Eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. Um, let me make sure I have it correctly. Uh, you know, the, the Gronk pick for me, I think either you're sold on him being a wide receiver. You know, he's not a tight end. He's a wide receiver, sure. right? So I think you have to get that T.E. out from beside his name if you're going to draft him because that, that bothers me, kind of like it bothers you. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just don't feel comfortable. And he'll put up big numbers, but I just I feel like he's the, the last half of that, and that's my own bias on yeah. how I draft. And, sure. you know, but he is a, you know, he's a great talent. Devonta Freeman. I like him. I had him last year. He he kept me out oh, of the cellar. Yeah. Right? Sure. Um, and Julio and the rest of the crew is going to give them the ability to run, right? Um, so I, I would say he's probably the uh, – I'm going to kind of backwards right there. Yeah. Um, the two others you had are Dez and Le'Veon, right? Mm-hmm. If you could get Le'Veon Bell in the second round – you know, if you go around your turn and you get him in the second round, you've done something. You think so? I feel like you've done something. That was going to be a question I was specifically going to ask you because he would have been one or two this year. Overall, one or two, right. no doubt about it. Four game suspension, 
I was talking to a buddy of mine today that said that he might not have that suspension. I think it's it's yeah, done. I, I mean, it, it's going to happen. He ain't getting out of that. But yeah, if you could get him, I'm willing to take him. At, I'm willing to take him at the end of the first. Listen, I think I might do that. Listen to me. It, when and I ask you this question: You're at eight, right? What do you yes. What are you in our league? Yes, I'm at eight. Eight. Okay. If you got, say, Hopkins mm-hmm. at eight. And it would be a far fetch, but spun around and got Bell and lost him for four games. I, I would be scared to death to play you. I would be. Fine. I'd be scared to death to play you in the first four games. I would be so comfortable with that because, as we talked about, there's some running back. Their running backs are getting pushed back. All you got to do is have a a couple running backs get you through those first four weeks. In our league, do we start? We to start two running backs. Yes, two wide receivers, two running backs, and one flex. Right. Yeah. Find some depth in the running backs. Round six, the Matt Fortes. The D'Angelo Williams, who you would – if you do draft Le'Veon Bell, make sure you get D'Angelo Williams. Right. You know, but you might have to draft him a round earlier that you would, than you would want to, but to make sure you do it. I would love a DeAndre Le'Veon Bell starting <laughs> one, Tell two. me about it. Holy cow. That Tell me about it. And so then the sick. last person was Dez, yes. which Dez is going to get his because Dez is going to walk over – to Tony Romo and tell him to throw him the ball. And life is not easy in the Big D if Des Bryant is sure. going up and down the sideline. So I feel like he's you know, he's not that top tier anymore. He's not the best receiver in the league. Um, but he's going to get his numbers. So I feel like he's probably I, – I like I like, I, I like Des. I think he's a solid wide receiver. At the 10 hole, 10 spot, you feel good right there with him? Absolutely. I feel very safe with him. The Devontae Freeman that we talked about earlier, I'll just throw a couple little bit more tidbits of info. If you remember him, and I know you do remember because you had him, you know toward the end part of the year, he started to fade. Remember, he got banged up a little bit. And there's this other guy there. His name is Tevin Coleman. And I thought you said Campbell. I, I, it, <laughs> Is it? Te- it's not Tevin Campbell. It's Tevin Coleman. It's but, Coleman. And during the draft, we acted like it was. <laughs> Can we talk for a minute? Remember that? Oh, I remember it. <laughs> so it's not Tevin Campbell. It's Tevin Coleman. You know, so he was actually drafted in front of Devontae Freeman, but he got hurt at the beginning of the year. So when Devontae Freeman got injured at the end of the part of the year, Tevin Coleman came in, came in. He actually had two 100-yard games. So – Dude, they're both in the backfield. That's why Freeman worries me a little. I'd still Freeman's still a first round talent, but I think Coleman's gonna get some run. Right. And, and 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 if I could add to that, it's the same thing that happens with Ryan Matthews, right? And and he's a completely different running back and way down the board and whatever. Mm-hmm. But he has never finished a season. Ever. Right. He's got this great potential. He's gonna start and he can't finish a season. I feel like Devonta Freeman is the exact same cat. Mm-hmm. He's small. He's quick. You get some of those three hundred pounders laying on you. It's not good. It hurts. And <laughs> it hurts. Coleman's right behind to yeah. pick up the pieces. So I worry about the Freeman a little bit as a first round pick. But anyway, let's move to the second round, Hank, and we'll breeze through them. And sure. tell me who you really like in the second round because there's a couple dudes that really stand out to me. First pick of the second round in our mocks or the ADP values we've seen. AJ Green comes in at pick oh. round two, pick one. Followed by Lamar Miller. We talked about him a little bit earlier out of Houston. Allen Robinson, career year last year for the Jaguars. Dougie Fresh, Martin in Tampa Bay. Jordy Nelson, got some injury problems here. Mm -hmm. Mark Ingram in the 18th hole. Brandon Marshall, 19th. Thomas Rawls, 20. Alshon Jeffrey, 21. Eddie Lacy, 22. Mike Evans, 23. And Sammy Watkins, 24. I'm going to pass it over to you so you can look at it real quick. Let's look at just the – First, Let's pick, let me pick two. Yeah, pick let, two. Pick two of the real 
Let great me pick, pick two in the and, second and round. I, I got to tell you, for you starting it out with AJ Green, if AJ Green gets in the second round, I think you've scored. I'm thinking AJ Green in the eighth hole in our draft. Yeah, absolutely. That might be potential there for so me. So just off of this, which I think is you know viewed could be viewed a little bit wrong. Yeah. I think if you get AJ Green in the second round, you have done extremely well yes. because most of the time and most of these drafts, he's going to be in the first. The other person I like, Ingram. I mean. They're showing him falling late in the second round. Yeah. It may even fall to me at one. And I love Ingram. Cause why? Tell he, me why. Well, he got hurt, right? And he was a monster before he got hurt. And I can tell you, they're going to keep loading that guy up and letting him run the ball because he proves when he's healthy, he wants to do it, and he runs downhill. And I don't think there's anybody else behind him really to take much of the carries as long as he's healthy. Talking about a Drew Brees offense, he's a New Orleans Saint. Right. You know, Drew Brees likes to throw it all over the place. You could see Mark Ingram touch, like, uh, pass interference down to the one. Ingram, one-yard plunge. You know, right. Two touchdowns a game he could get just because of the offense he runs in. Right. But he – I mean, he was – last year, he was doing 100-yard yeah. games. Every You know, every game. He's and a he, solid pick in the late second round. Sure. I if think you could that's get him, your guy. I agree with that. And actually, he started to catch the ball in the backfield, too, or he showed that last year. Let's talk a little bit about the – Doug Martin, Jordy Nelson, back-to-back pick 16 and 17. Doug Martin had a you know, comeback year last mm-hmm. year. I'm not trusting him this year. you got Charles Sims, who's their second-year running back talent, who loves to catch the ball to the backfield. Right. Doug Martin kind of – not a little, little dude, but he's a small guy. He's injury-prone. I don't know if I could risk a second-round pick. What are you thinking? I, I agree with you. I mean, I think that he – he did have a good year, and that's going to fool a lot of people. Exactly. That's why he is where he is on this list. Yeah, and I think that he's it's going to fool a lot of people. But if you had the choice of Jordy Nelson or Doug Martin, you know, Jordy and they're and they're healthy. Let's say they're both healthy yeah. because they're both dealing with some of their injuries. Jordy Nelson's going to get his. And Aaron are you Rock, worried at all? Though are you worried at Jordy? Jordy? Absolutely. Coming off the knee, I w- I don't want him. I'm not going to draft him. I don't want him. Like that's that's why I picked those two because they're back to back. I don't want them on my team. Right. Either of those dudes. I said if they're both healthy. Yeah. You know, but I, I'm with you. I think that they're both um, suspect health. And National Football League has proven that once you get injured, there's some history to that. Sure. And um, I, I'm with you. I, I think it, your first two rounds, you got to feel solid about them. I mean, you know, yes, you, you got to feel good about them. They got to play and produce or you are screwed. Right. Man, you know? Right. And, you know, I, I even like, you know, you take second, third rounds, you know, uh, Brandon Marshall is in that mix. I like that he's excited about this year. I like that he's calling Brown out. Sure. I love that. Dude, I've seen many ADP value sheets and mock drafts with Brandon Marshall, the last pick of round one. I, you know, I put Marshall in front of Jordy. I put Marshall in front of Doug Martin. I put uh, Brandon Marshall they got Thomas Rawls here for Seattle. He's still he's coming off a broken ankle. They don't even know where he's going to be. Right. I got Marshall in front of him. I got Marshall in front of Alshon Jeffrey. I got Marshall in front of Eddie Lacy. Here's a dude. This watch this dude, Mike Evans. All right, Tampa Bay in year three. They say Jameis Winston looks like a superstar. Yeah, and Jameis Winston loves him some Mike Evans. Yeah, loves him some Mike Evans. So. Look for that combo. That could really work well. They said that James Winston came back ready to play. The locker room loves him. You know, we were just talking about Jared Goff, how it might yeah. not work there. They said the locker room loves him. He's a party. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Enthusiasm, energy. You know, he seems like he cares. 
Yeah. That's what it seems like. Why wouldn't he be a guest on this show? Yes. Come on, James. We need you, baby. Just come on down. Sixth floor, highest building in Hickory. Um, and last but not least, around round two, they've got Sammy Watkins penciled in his last pick of round two. You think that's where he fits, round mm. two, last pick? I think he's further in three. I do, too. I think round two, last pick's a little high for I me. I do, too. And, and, you know, I know he's coming off an injury, and um, I think that there's a lot of buzz about the Bills this year. And uh, Taylor's got an opportunity. I mean, he got paid. Yeah. Is, that going, is that going to affect his performance? Because mm-hmm. he was hungry. Is, he, is, is it going to be you know, the type of year that they expect him to have. But I just – I think you can pick him up late in the third round. I don't think you need to waste a second-round pick on that guy. I think you probably won't if – you if you want him, you're not going to get him late third round, mid to early, because I think he'll go like round three, pick four, round three, pick three, somewhere around there. Right. Because the dude's got all the talent in the world. But, you know, he's just got to stay on the field. Right. Yeah. Good job, dude. That's the way to – we just wrapped up our – First two-round kind of ADP review, you know, mock draft review, whatever you want. Oh, Hank, let's do this before we leave, and this will be the last segment. Wanted to mention, guys, this is our first show. You're going to be able to download us on iTunes, okay? So go to the Fantasy Formula, download us for free on iTunes. Hank and I are also going to send massive emails to many of the people that we do know in the Mesh Network to a link to the show. Guys, click it. Just push the button subscribe. That's all you got to do. You push it one time, it'll download. And so when you go on your phone or whatever device you're using to listen to podcast or music, it'll pop up right in your podcast list. All you have to do, push subscribe one time. And it's there. That it's easy. easy. It's, it's that easy. Even the guys in our league could do this. Yes, exactly. They probably should. Will, Will, you can even do this. <laughs> Will, do this. Yes. CJ, get your car phone out. <laughs> so anyway, uh, you guys help support us. Help support the sponsors that support this show. We'll talk about those more as the year progresses. But before we leave you, oh, we are going to be back tomorrow, Hank. And we are going to be back Thursday, too, I believe. Hmm. So we're going to have three shows in a row. All of them should be up by week's end. Um, so everybody can get their fantasy formula fix. Um, let's talk about it. You had a mock draft that you did a, last night or a day or two. Right. Talk about the people that you were able to draft and their their round and all that good stuff, and maybe just a quick reason why. And uh, yeah, let's start there. Go ahead. Okay. So you know when when I looked at this, I'm a I'm in the first spot, obviously. Um, so I'm looking, it, it, I've had plenty of time. I don't have to think about anybody in front of me, what I'm going to do. And just like in the last segment, we talked about who's the best guy on the board and he is feet above people we yes. feel like, and that's Antonio Brown. Yeah. So right. I, I think that at one, sometimes you're not excited to be one, you know, sometimes you're not this mm-hmm. year. I think it, it's that spot is worth a lot of money. I love it. Yeah. I, I do too. I'd rather have that spot than any of the other spots in the first round on the board. Sometimes I was like last year, I won't I didn't I hated the number one spot last year. It was between AP and Le'Veon Bell and Antonio. It's a bunch of names. Right. I'd rather have like the fourth spot. But this year, number one, easy. It's an easy pick. And and to tell you about, you know, the listeners about our league, we're a twelve person league. So uh, you know, it, it gets a little bit easier with those ten, eight person leagues. So we're at twelve. Uh next pick, Mark Ingram fell to me. Oh, so last pick of round two. Of round two. So snaked snaked around. Last pick, Mark Ingram. Now, we talked about him before. I think he is going to be – I think – I still think the Saints offense is – very prolific. And, you know, they're high energy, you know, high firepower. I I think that that's – 
going to be important this year because the year that I won it, it was with Drew Brees at the helm. It was with Darren Sproles. You know, it was with those guys. Question I, for you sure. before we get off the Ingram. Let's say Jamal Charles, Mark Ingram are there in that spot. Who do you take? I like Jamal Charles. Better than Ingram? Probably. Okay. Probably. I think that um, he's accustomed to the workload, although this is, you know, he's got some injury problems too, mm-hmm. and I think they, they rely on him. Mark Ingram could go away for a while, and the Saints would be just fine. Right. Um, I think they run their, you know, Kansas City's going to run their offense somewhat through Charles, mm-hmm. and that gives me a warm and fuzzy feeling on the inside. Right. And so um, I think that I would probably – now they're close. If I, if yeah. I lost Charles and got Ingram – I'd be fine with that, too. Yeah, ADP values right now have Ingram 18 and Charles at 25, but I've seen that flip-flop. I've seen Charles going you know, mid-second round and Ingram falling to like where he fell for right. you. All right, tell me about round three. Brandon, Crook, uh, Brandon Cooks. Love it. Yep. If I could get him in the third round on that snake draft, he's going to get a ton of balls this year. I think Cooks could go as early, and I'm talking about in our league, as early as second round, first four picks. Right. I'm telling you, because he's in that offense. He's Bree's go-to guy. This right. is round uh, year three. This is his year, man. Right. So I love that pick. That's yep. awesome value. So then you go to round four, picked up Matt Jones. Running back, Washington Redskins off the board. Oh, this is questionable here. So why Matt Jones at that spot? Well, What other running backs or what other guys were around you at that spot? Deion Lewis, Arian Foster. Jeremy Langford. Okay, then Matt Jones all day. Yeah. Give me a couple of the do. Are there some receivers or anything in front of you right around there? Uh, so coming back, so I get to come back around. Yeah. Okay, so I get the next pick, and I took Moncrief. Okay. Okay. Love Moncrief. So now I have Antonio Brown, Cooks, Moncrief <laughs> as my receivers. Yeah. Firepower yeah, right that's there. That's fantastic. Mark Ingram, Matt Jones. Yes. Who Matt Jones, you know, has. It's got a good offensive around him. I mm-hmm. feel good about him. Okay, so now those are my five offensive players, which loving it. Yeah. Um, the next, pl- the next people taken behind me were Arian Foster, Deion Lewis, Jeremy Langford, Greg Olson, Golden Tate, yeah, D'Angelo, Andrew Luck, Jonathan Stewart, Eric Decker. So you know, I, I like Decker. Yes, I like I- Decker, but you know, I, I went with Moncrief. I think that. In his, if Luck's going to have a good year, you know. And Luck will. And Luck and will. Have a good year. I would rather have Moncrief than Eric Decker. Me this is, I completely agree. I think Decker, he scores, t- I mean, he scored a bunch of touchdowns last year, but Decker's a little bit older. Moncrief's young, mm-hmm. right? And he's in this Andrew Luck prolific passing offense that T.Y. Hilton's going to get a lot of coverage. Moncrief might be the. He might be a top 10 wide receiver. I'm not kidding you at the end of the year. He right. really could be in that offense. I agree. I love Moncrief. I agree. So I didn't see anybody in that round that I, I would have yeah. taken over from. So if you come back to me, this is where the quarterback train starts rolling. You start rolling. Off the, the, so, coming off the board. Yep. So in, that, in the fifth round, Andrew Luck was taken. You go over to the sixth, which is I'm at the end of. Yes. Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, um, I picked John Brown from Arizona. Yeah, so all those quarterbacks go off the board in round six. Right. All right, so look at the value in round six. Drew Brees, Tom Brady, and Ben Roethlisberger. Think, uh, Russell Tom, Wilson. And Russell Wilson. In round six. In round six. Last year, those quarterbacks would have gone in round one, two, and three. Absolutely. Now you're in round six. Absolutely. So. so now we're turning on seven. I've got three wide receivers. I've got four wide receivers, two running backs at this point. John Brown. I, st- I love John Brown. Steel. 
great, He's great, a steal. Great. Sixth round. So this is where I, I don't feel like I loved my draft here, but Kobe, uh, Cody Fleener. Kobe Fleener. In a New, New Orleans Saints offense right. who breeze. From what I read on all the reports, Breeze and Fleener really getting along good. Right. You know, that's the Jimmy Graham right. spot. When Jimmy Graham set all those tight end records, that was the Drew Breeze to Jimmy Graham now, Drew Breeze to Kobe Fleener. Right. Probably a top five tight end for sure this year. Oh, absolutely. And and Gronk came off in the second round of this one. Reed was off in the fourth. Olsen, Olsen. in the fifth. Yeah. Uh, the cat from Kansas City was in the sixth. Travis Kelsey. And I got – Fleener in the seventh. Yeah, I think there's. I, he probably should go right around there. I've seen him go as early as sixth. So Ebert you got him the and Walker and those guys fell in that same in the same round. In the, in, uh, Thomas. So they all kind of fell in that same round. Yeah. So I, I, I liked. You know, I, I usually don't take. It, I was struggling with it because I don't take a tight end usually, mm-hmm. unless it's one of those top. I you know it pains me to leave somebody. Um, you know to take him somewhat earlier than the others because they were, you know, Ertz was picked in the ninth round and right. uh, that Barnage guy from Cleveland. Yeah. He's going to be nice. Yeah. I feel like he got RG three throwing to him though. So, <laughs> but the, uh, the reason I really like the Kobe Fleener there is because he could be, you know, breezes, you know, breeze got Brandon cooks to go to, but within the, in the red zone cooks in a real big dude, Kobe Fleener could get a lot of targets, right. a lot of targets. So good. Keep right. going. So now we're going to go, uh, go down the seventh, back up the eighth, and this is where you start to see wide receivers. And running backs, this is what we're talking about. You're getting, and and I didn't have a chance to get these guys, but this is where you see Danny Woodhead, Forsett, Mm -hmm. Bernard. You start to see those guys that change a pace backs that are are definitely going to be good running backs, but look at how deep that is. I mean, that's pretty deep. Bernard, two years ago, was going in the second round. You know, last year he was going in the fifth. Now he's fallen all the way back to the eighth. Right. You know? Eli Manning. The eighth. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. Um, Marvin Jones was picked right before me. Michael Crabtree. Crabtree. Right. Raiders, because you got to have a Raider on your team. You be being a big Raider <laughs> fan that you are. Uh, Crabtree getting a little older, but Carr will look for him. Carr, yes, he will. He, he's not really the burner and go get you the touchdowns that he used to, but you know he's possession receiver. I would. Compare him to an Anquan Bolden when Anquan Bolden was doing all his hundred catches a year. You know what I'm saying? Right. That yeah. kind of possession. I feel like receiver. he's a safe receiver. He's safe. not going to start for me because he's yeah. my fifth receiver. Sure, right? So uh, you know, I might have missed out somewhere, uh, but as I'm turning from the eighth round to the ninth, T.J. Yeldon. Yeah, okay. running back. Running back, ninth round. Coleman was there, Tevin Coleman, Tevin Coleman. Mm-hmm. but you know, he's splitting. So I don't feel like I, I ne- necessarily lost something. Blah Powell. Gosh, I've watched that guy come on and off my team for years. I can't do it. I won't do it anymore. It's Dude. like a divorce yes. with him. I, I cannot. And us being a PPR league too, Bilal Powell. He will catch balls, dude. Yeah. He catches balls out of the backfield. What you're doing here in these late rounds, you're building depth. If you lose a running back, you've got a Yeldon to fill in. Sure. You, if you lose a flex, we got a bye week, you got a Bilal Powell to fill in. So, yes, you're building depth. This is good. Ninth round, two defenses get taken off the board. There they go. Denver, Arizona. Yes. Okay? Still have Phillip Rivers at the end of that round. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Jimmy Graham. Is in that one. Der- you make the turn to round 10, Derek Carr, Charles Sims. Yes. There Seattle's D, Tony Romo, yeah. Kirk Cousins. This is where I get my quarterback, Matthew Stafford. Yes. Love Stafford. Okay. So Stafford in the 10th. 
Okay, I, which I thought was awesome, dude. Cannot beat that. If y'all remember this, Jim Bob Cooter, the offensive coach who actually. I don't know if he became the head guy. I don't know what happened to Detroit, but the last, let's say, five weeks when he was actually calling plays for Matt Stafford, Matt Stafford, fantasy points, top five quarterback the last five weeks of the year. Dude, Stafford's got all the talent. He just needs some good play. Jim Bob he needs Jim Bob Cooter. That and so it. Jim Bob Cooter is now calling plays. I think that's good things in store for Matt Stafford. Right. So coming around 11, and I'll speed this up, Carlos Williams running back for Buffalo. You know, he could see carries. If somebody gets hurt, we're just, like you said, providing a little bit of depth. Carlos Williams, I th- if I'm not mistaken, I think he's got suspended. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but not for the year. It's like a two-week or, or four-week for – I think brother's blowing some weed. I, th- I think I got busted for the drug, for some type of drugs. I'm sorry to hear that, Carlos. And I'm sorry that yeah, I picked you. Hang in there, buddy. So, you know, and that's the risk you run sure. in these late flyers. Yeah. You may not know the third running back on Buffalo got busted for, uh, you know, weed or yeah, whatever. Right. So that's why you even the people on the fantasy formula – are helping each other out. <laughs> That's day. the beauty of it. Every day we do. That's the beauty of it. So I'll just go down my next pick. I, I, I got a little a little bit preoccupied <laughs> at this point. It might have drafted for me because it took a defense in round 12. Yes. The sure. Patriots. I would have never have done that. But right. I'm, you know, I have uh, the Patriots there. And then it took Tannehill as my second string quarterback. And my man, Janikowski, is my Janikowski, got to have him Boom. on your team. Got to have him on your team. Wait, hey, that's not bad. That's not a bad fantasy team in a 12-team PPR. That's, dude, the wide receivers to me in that one are standout nasty. I mean, right. they, they should be fantastic. So, Can, can, I, can I ask, if I just go down the eighth pick, pose this. This was your team. If I pose this yeah. is your team. Read it. Eighth pick, okay? And I'm just – I'm not including anybody. A.J. Green. First pick, mm-hmm. Brandon Marshall in the second round. Love it. Woo. Love it. Woo. Love both those guys. Doug Martin. <laughs> no, thank you. But round three, number one. I know. I couldn't do it. Um, and, and to be honest with you, you had Carlos Hyde, C.J. Anderson. I take Hyde in front and C.J. Anderson yeah. in front Forte. of Doug Martin. Forte close. Maybe. Forte close. Okay. Doug Baldwin. Okay. Andrew Luck. Okay. Melvin Gordon. All right. Uh, Julius Thomas. This team is not making the playoffs. <laughs> this, <laughs> this team will not make the playoffs. This gentleman, known as the Shockers, did not have a good draft. I mean, not terrible. Julius Thomas, I just feel like you get him later as a tight end. I like the luck pick, but maybe one round early. I, I want to get luck and maybe round six. Yeah. I mean, you know, so. Well, now, you know, now, let's talk about what we just had happen here, okay? okay. Every one of us has fallen into fantasy football depression. <laughs> Okay, yes. and then and then this happens. This is real. Sure, this is real. Sure. <laughs> Wake up the morning after your draft with all these high hopes. You see what you scribbled down. <laughs> the first more legible than the last, <laughs> and you realized I'm a non-playoff team. <laughs> I'm a non-playoff team. Is it feeling. not a horrible feeling? It's bad, bad. Feeling. And it, it's happened to the best of us. Sure. And this gentleman, the Shockers. He had a bad beat. He's got a bad beat on that one. Yeah. Good luck, Shockers. Good luck, Shockers. Well, Hank, thank you so much for Episode 1, Volume 4. It's in the books, baby. Job well done. Very proud of you. Uh, Guys, stay tuned. We're going to be back tomorrow, and we're going to be back Thursday with three shows back to back to back, getting you guys caught up on all the fantasy knowledge you need because drafts start. 
I've got my first draft Friday, got my second draft with our league Saturday, and then I'm traveling for my out-of-town draft the following weekend. So, man, it's upon us, Hank. Hey, you it's gotta, right here. you got to do it when it's hot, and it's so, hot now. Right, here we go, buddy. So, guys, stay tuned. We'll be back in touch with you tomorrow. Uh, again, thanks to our sponsor, and we'll see you soon. Peace. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.